You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Mets, for the first time in 15 years, are champions of the National League. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. It is Tiki and Tierney on the fan. What's happened, everybody? I, I think it's important to remember where we were to appreciate where we are. So I pulled up a little, little something from the New York Post from a year ago. Okay. Okay. Specifically, January 11, 2022. First paragraph. You ready, Teak? I am. The Giants are once again in the market for a new head coach as the once-proud franchise continues to sink to new depths on its way to hitting rock bottom. Joe Judge was spared the axe on Black Monday, but he did not survive another day in the job that he ascended to almost exactly two years ago. He met with co-owners John Mara and Steve Tisch the day after the Giants finished off a miserable 4-13 season, and Mara informed Judge on Tuesday he was fired. Quote, Steve and I both believe it's in the best interest of our franchise to move in another direction, <laughs> Mara said. We met with Joe on Monday to discuss the state of the team. I met again with Joe today. It was during that conversation I informed Joe of our decision. We appreciate his efforts on behalf of the organization. It is one year later, and here we are, and everything is different. Yeah. Everything. They're in the postseason. It's Everything's crazy different. It's, it's, it's what a good coach will do for you. And Just, GM. And GM, because obviously they work in concert with one another. But, yeah, I mean – it's crazy to think about a year ago we, when we started this job. What, I mean, you remember the first conversation we had about the last game of the Giants? It was we were going into week 18. And BT says, what do you expect? I was like, I just want two t- two scores. Yes. Give me two touchdowns or a touchdown and a field goal, anything. Mm-hmm. They scored seven points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was disappointed I after that year. But you know what? It was a I different. Mean, taking a knee so they could have a better position Ugh. to punt. I mean, Ugh. think about the way the season ended. That was bad, dude. Oh, God. It was bad. But Yeesh. difference a year makes. Because yep. now Giants fans feel like they can win a playoff game, which mm-hmm. is insane. But it's awesome. It yeah. tells you how good this team has become under Joe, uh, Joe Shane and Brian Dable. Well, I'm not saying they don't feel like this on some level. Now, of course, they expect and, and hope to keep winning. But, I mean, think about how they're going to feel in a year or two when they really add some top flight. to. They're mm-hmm. going to start thinking, we're supposed to win a championship. Yeah. And that felt like it was so far from believability as recently as last year. How about this quote from Mara? This is really – this tells you everything. He said, uh, I said before the season started that I wanted to feel good about the direction we were headed when we played our last game of the season. Unfortunately, I cannot make that statement, which is why we have made this decision. There you go. Just a little reminder, just what it was. 877-337-6666. All right, let's get back to you guys here. Uh, How about Anthony on Staten Island? Anthony's on the fan. What's up, Ant? How you doing? Hey, guys. How are you? What's good? Um, I just wanted to ask you the one question, then I'm going to give my opinion on something. The one question is, how fast would you two, if you two weren't so great, how fast would you be gone in six months to a year from your manager? Talking about here at the fan? 
ratings. Yeah, ratings we'd, we'd, we'd eventually be gone. We'd be gone. Yeah. So there's two years of a disaster with Salad and LaFleur. And nothing will be done. You have a guy named Ian O'Connor who's a shill for the Jets. He's always on Sports Night every Sunday telling you, it's not LaFleur's fault. It's not Sal's fault. Whose fault is it? My mother? And she's been dead 32 years. <laughs> Well, she didn't curse them I mean, before uh, she, she left us, guys. Know, you know, did she, she didn't leave any curse did on the gym. Did she Maybe curse the team? It could be. And I can't take it anymore. Yeah. Whose fault is it? Well, first of all, I, I would disagree with the Ian's not a shield. But but whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, so what do you want to say? So, all right. So you want to fire fun. everybody, right? Yeah, totally. How's about bringing me? He goes, what would we do? I don't know. Harbaugh? Sean Payton? Somebody, something like that, like the Jets could actually make a move like that, but we know that could never happen because you have an owner who wants to hang out with the players and act cool. He's got, he's definitely going to bring Rex Ryan back, and I'd rather see Rex Ryan at this point. No, stop, <laughs> Rex. That, Rex, no way. Rex 2.0, no interest. Come on, Rex is right where he needs to be. Let me ask you a question on TV, and he's good at it. If Rex, <laughs> okay, so let's say. They actually moved on from Salva, which I don't think that they will. Mm-hmm. Although, you know where I stand on Peyton. I don't need to keep saying, okay. And I guess they'd have to put in a request maybe with ESPN to chat with Rex. I'm sure it's in his contract. So if the Jets did theoretically reach out to Rex Ryan, would any other team think about hiring Rex Ryan right now? No. Exactly. No, it's, it's neither it's, should the it's Jets. It's specific to sentiment. To the Jets because of sentiment. Mm-hmm. That's That's right. It is someone who has a good relationship with Woody, who Woody, I guess in a lot of ways, trusts, even though he fired him, but still, he trusts him to, to I don't know, hire the right staff and do everything else that we're talking about that the Jets are in need of, but it's not, it's not realistic. I mean, it's been how many years now? Seven? Well, he finished up with the Buffalo, a year and a half with the Bills. Uh, has it been seven? No. Well, hold on. <laughs> Bowls, two for games. Yeah, so I'm yes. thinking of so yes. it's yeah, seven years. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. way that that's maybe six years since he's coached, seven since he's been here. It just doesn't feel like that's the best option. And I don't think that Robert Sala deserves to be fired. Does he got to make some adjustments? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Yeah. I don't think he deserves to be fired. I agree fired. with that. No, I, I do agree with that. If anything that I've said was um, maybe – uh, maybe sometimes you don't hear. I agree. I think that's important. I do stress that. I I don't think that he should be fired. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's earned a boot in the behind out yeah. the door. I do believe that every conversation should occur. And if he's not willing to let go of Lafleur, well, then I think I might have to fire him. Mm-hmm. Like that. That that would be the next part of it. But no, there's a difference between having a conversation and looking at the best options versus you know. Um, just unjustly stating somebody's done a miserable job. I don't know that Salva's the right guy for the job, but I, you know, I, I, I don't think you just get rid of him for anybody. I think that that's just, I think that's ridiculous. All right, so here's Woody Johnson's last few tweets. Oh, the uniform, white on black. <laughs> All right, great. Hey, uh, one step closer. Yeah, Rivas, whatever. He left us won a championship with the Pats. I'm more excited about Coleco going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, a nice sentiment on Demar Hamlin. That's good. Uh, uh, the previous white on white for the Seattle game. Uh, something on Garrett Wilson. Good stuff. I mean, but it, never anything about the team. No. Like, yeah. 
Because he does because he's not engaged like that with the team. And it's, how can he, you own a team and not be engaged? Uh, he like sh- that? I, look, he should be, but he's not. Man, uh, true. You're right. I could ask you ten ten times, in, ten different inflections, and mm-hmm. you know a million different ways. You're right. He should be, but he's not. <laughs> End of statement. Nothing else to pursue there. I hear. I hear you. Billy's and Howard Beach. Bill's on the fan. What's up, Bill? Hey guys, how are you? Ben, What's hey. happening? See, I can't. I. How can you think that Rex Ryan to bring in the right people, bring in the right players? The team it's not even about the players. Worse with him. The G- it is though. The GM would do the players. He's the G- evaluating the team. No, but the GM is responsible for bringing, giving the players to the coach. Now, obviously, the coach has inputs, but when I'm talking about a staff, Rex Ryan knows everybody in in the. NFL, everybody, and everybody knows him. There's a difference. And so when you're calling to, you know, hey, I'm interested in having you be my special teams coach or my defensive line coach, you're going to take that call. If you're getting that call from Robert Sala and you don't really know if he's actually going to get a head coaching job, you're kind of like, okay, I might be good where I am, but, you know, thanks for calling. It's it's just different. By, by the way, that that that's what really matters, Billy. When you get when you hire a new head coach, is who's he bringing with him? And because it, it, yeah. it, it, the head coach isn't doing everything, you know what I mean? But you he, could say that though because he never even developed the quarterback. So even the people he brought in to help develop Sanchez, they were terrible. So they went to the AFC Championship game two years in a row. I mean, Sanchez yeah, was good Sanchez for a while. By the way, well, the system was was predicated on running the football. Yep. Right? They, and had, they had a great offensive line. That old line dude, was one of the money. best offensive lines in football at that all, point. All Thomas was really good. Okay, that, that's fine. That doesn't matter. That, that's fine. That doesn't matter. They that's they it. knew what they knew what they knew what Mark Sanchez's limitations were. And so they didn't ask him to to do a, a ton. It was Thomas Jones, my boy from Virginia, who broke all my damn records, mm. but whatever. Thomas Jones and then Ladanian Tomlinson and then Sean Green. Sean Green. Yep. They had some really good runners. And then they expected Mark Sanchez to, to grow. Like he had two, three years, two and a half years of success. All right, we expect you now to grow as a quarterback. Go grow as a quarterback. And he couldn't. And that's what kind of ended it for them. But well, Rex, he also got hurt in the Snoopy Bowl. Yeah, that's good I point. mean, that was that I was that was Rex's mistake. I forgot about that. You know, I'm not saying he was, yeah, yeah. was sent to some ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Mark Sanchez was was a functional quarterback. He for wasn't a minute. bad. You, no, you, you he can't, wasn't. You can't look at his tenure with the Jets and say it was horrible from start from jump. It I wasn't. agree with you, Teak. It wasn't. It wasn't even here. close to being bad. Well, actually, the first year was pretty bad. He had 12 touchdowns and 20 picks. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, he was bad. That, but bad? his whole tenure wasn't wasn't gross. And. The, Wow, I you forget it, right? You forget it. That's bad. Um, then seventeen and thirteen, then twenty six touchdowns and eighteen eighteen picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and listen, the thing that I remember about Mark Sanchez, right? He made plays in the playoffs. I remember the first wild card game. First of all, they won the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was out in Cincinnati. It was it was an afternoon game. It was freezing. Uh, Lavernius Coles was on the Bengals. That you remember he fumbled. Yep. And Mark Sanchez threw a great bomb to Braylon Edwards in the far left side of the end zone. I was, I think it was like forty or fifty yards in the air. I think, uh, I think off play action. Braylon dropped it. Yeah, beautiful. It was a dime, right? And the Jets won. Still, then you know, I remember one of the years that when they were playing the Chargers out in San Diego, he had a beautiful play where he. Ex- I can still see it. We extended the play. It was bouncing around the pocket, and uh, you know, rolling to his right. He threw a, it was Dustin Keller. It wasn't a long pass, but it was like it was a really creative 
uh, it was a, it was a well-read play. Mm-hmm. And then against the Colts, he had like a 70-yard bomb on a pump fake to Braylon Edwards. Like he made some touchdown throws in the playoff games. Yeah. And he wasn't he wasn't all it wasn't him. I mean, I'm looking at the, the stats now. With Thomas Thomas showed us for 1,400 yards and 14 touchdowns. It doesn't matter what your quarterback is doing if you have a, if you have a run game that's that potent. And then the following year was with uh, with Ladanian. Ladanian almost rushed for a thousand, but he had you know a bunch of receptions. What do you have? 50, 52 receptions. Sean Green had seven hundred sixty six yards. Joe McKnight, he rests in peace. Yeah, yeah, that was that was sad. They had they had some talent I on this team. Did. Oh, I know. And he threw him. Look at it now. So in two years with the Jets, six games, four and two record playoffs, nine touchdowns, three picks. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Uh, we're inside of our Town Fair Tire Studio. Friends at Town Fair remind you that you always get the guarantee lowest price on name brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. No. Buddy, and by the way, I'm not saying Rex Ryan should be the head coach. No, I know I'm just not. saying. I'm just saying away. when Rex Ryan was the head coach, he had a pretty good staff. He did. He did have a pretty good staff. I'm with you on that. Dave's in Babylon. What's going on, Dave? Hi, guys. What's um, up, Dave? I just wanted to. Uh, you guys know me. I'm Jet fan for a long, long time since '63. Last time I called you, I was uh, trying to get Tiki to revive a uh, latent uh, lacrosse career. Um, <laughs> you may remember me. Yeah. But anyway, I've been sitting on this for a while, and I. I feel badly about it because it's uh, it's kind of inside information, but I didn't want to you know have it reflect badly on anybody on the on the Jet staff. So a friend of mine knows someone who has intimate information. Let's just put it that way on how the team goes. My friend didn't even know that the guy had somebody who worked for the Jets. Yeah. Oh God, what about that? My friend's more of a casual fan than I am. Like he's not a nut like me who watches Salah's press conferences every day. And, you know. <laughs> I, I check Samini's Doesn't tweets. Doesn't get lost during, in the weeds. You get lost in the weeds yeah, of nonsense. You know, I'm, I'm an ex-coach. I do some scouting in both lacrosse and football. So, yep. I, you know, I kind of like looking at things closely. But the comment from this guy who had the inside information, my friend was, he goes, that this, and this was after the first New England game. Okay, so it's back away. Yeah. He said, they are tearing their hair out, Zach. They're to the point where they're almost fed up because he does not respond to coaching. They're on him all the time about stuff, and he says yes, and he just does whatever the hell he wants. You know, he's uh, he hadn't really been tamed enough. But now, just juxtapose that with what else is going on with the team, where obviously a year ahead of schedule at that point. Yeah. And all of us who are watching are saying, you know, all we need right now, we don't need a superstar quarterback. We just need a guy who's competent. You know, um, you know, we hate the term game manager, but it's very important. If you've got a game Dude, manager. Be, game manager seems game. like it's a bad word, Dave. Yeah, it is not. It's not, it's not it's at not. all. But it's not a great compliment when you're the second pick. I think if you're like a second or third round pick, right. it's right. more. You're, be, you're yeah. a second overall pick. Well, you got to be a little more game manager. Round. Just, just like later first round. Like Mac Jones, he's a game manager. Right. But he's actually yeah. a really good yeah. game manager. Is he, though? He is. Yeah. And, and he's been exposed this year, too. I'm, I'm not exposed. a big fan. Well, yeah, but because anyway, when you force him to be more than a game manager, he gets exposed. Right. But if he's, if you're just now, saying, do this, do this, do this, he's fine. Yeah. He's dirty, too. He's dirty. I love that, though. Yeah, he is. He's dirty. No, Trevor Lawrence is not a game manager, Hoff. Trevor Lawrence is elite. He's a stud. He's a stud. And, and look at look at the difference in coaching there. One year, mate. I got a I question, Dave. I got a question for you, Dave. When yeah. you know, and I'll, I'll certainly trust your your resources. You know, listen, people people know people, and word gets around. I got right. you. Assuming that what you tell us is correct, right? Do you think, or I guess the question me and T could flush through it, but I want your opinion first because you apparently know somebody mm-hmm. in there. 
Is it not working with Zach because he's not responding to the coaching because he's a punk or because they're not effectively teaching him? I think it's more like he is better off unscripted. His best plays are often unscripted. Yeah. And, you know, they could be in his head as much as they want. It's hard to game plan that way. He goes, yeah, exactly. He goes off the reservation and does stupid things. Sometimes he's like a savant. He makes an awesome play. You know, now look at the Buffalo game. I was at the Buffalo game, and what a great time that was. And, you know, he just ma- he managed that game well enough. <laughs> and the offensive line. It was like five was years like ago. Yeah. It was yeah. a and, 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 very and, good day. And Dave, you're not, and, I mean, you're not wrong. You're saying it exactly right. He, he just and, managed the game. He didn't do anything spectacular. He just managed it along. Yeah. And then when he had to make a throw, he made a throw. Dart. Mims, belly, catch it, don't yeah. drop it, and he didn't. But that, that, I don't know. But when you're inconsistent, other outside of doing that, mm-hmm. it gets really hard. And I think Dave had it right. Like when you, when you, when you can do so many off schedule things that are just, man, that was amazing. Did you see what he just did? Yeah, did you see that throw? He's on the run, cross his body. Whatever. That's you can't game plan that. Like you can't try to. Like, design a play. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to drop back. We're going to wait three seconds, and then you're going to bail. Left side, you let your guy go and yeah. clean up on the other side, and Zach, you're going to bail. You can't You can't, no. You can't. can't script it. Garrett, you break off the route. <laughs> exactly. Nah, there's no way. You can't run it. You can't no, script stop. it. And so there's, there's, no way. there's just no consistency in trying no. to run an offense None. that way. None. None. It's not planable. Like, it's just, it's hard. No, it's not and sustainable. I think, and so it's, it's funny because we talk about this disconnect with Mike LaFleur. I think that's the issue mm-hmm. is that Mike LaFleur does not want that in his offense. He wants you to get to your step, third, five, whatever it is, seven, sometimes if you're going deep, uh, make a quick decision, get rid of the football, or go to the next play. Like, that's what Mike LaFleur's offense is because that's what Kyle Shanahan's offense is. That's what his that's what his, his brother's offense is. Think about what Aaron Rodgers does. He gets his body, makes that quick throw. How many times do we see Zach do that? Never. Nah, I mean, so, and what he did, he short hopped a bunch of screen passes. Mike White could do it pretty well. Yeah, Zach couldn't. I, so, I, I agree. With so, that. as much as we like malign Mike Lafleur, so uh-huh. much of this is just a, it's a it's a bad marriage between yep. a kid who can't learn how to do it the prescribed way, but at the same time, if you're a really good offensive coordinator, you 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 script an offense. To your quarterback strengths, not just yes, yes, but you can't script what we're talking about that Zach does well. Agreed, but Zach didn't play quarterback every game this year, and I think the Jets scored what was it three first quarter touchdowns this yeah. season? Yeah, not a lot. Now I'm putting quotes around the word easy because I know that it's not, but the easiest thing to do in football is to know who you're playing, analyze their defense all week, take what you do best. Look at what they do worst, mm-hmm. and then somehow find a marriage between the two and script fifteen plays out of the shoot. Yeah, and get your team in the end zone. Happened three times this year. If that's, I think it's three, three or four, but I'm pretty sure it's three, and that's on the floor because Zach didn't start every game. Nope. So you can't just say, well, he had great fifteen scripted plays, and Zach sabotaged all of them because Zach stinks. <laughs> Zach missed a lot of games, and they still didn't score first quarter touchdowns. So. You know, and, and what I said to our last caller, and, and, you know, you said it's a good point, and maybe you could expand on this a little bit here, but, and I don't mean a punk like, nah, I'm not going to listen to you, coach. I, mm-hmm. I don't mean like that. But when you tell me that he's not taking to coaching, yeah. is it arrogance or is it, or is it arrogance or an inability to actually decipher and transfer? That's one thing, what they're telling you. Yeah. Or the coaches aren't effectively 
instilling in you what you need to change. That, that we I don't, don't know the answer. We don't know. It's one of those two. Obviously. But, but we don't know. But so what we default to is the latter. Is that the coaching? The coaching is not is just not good enough. Mm-hmm. That Zach isn't. You're not teaching him the right things. But it very well could be Zach just isn't absorbing everything that, the, that they're teaching him. That's possible. And if that's the case, it explains why Robert Sala is like Zach. You're not playing his next last two. You're just not playing. Like I I, I get it, but it's bad for you guys. It's, well, it's bad for you, and it's bad for us if you're playing and you look terrible because it makes. It makes all of us look bad. It makes us look like we don't know what we're doing. It makes you look like you don't know what you're you doing. You tell me that Zach couldn't do better than Joe did yesterday. You tell me you couldn't. You couldn't take something of positive. He of course he could. That's why I should have played. I I don't disagree, but especially once White was real. You want to go with Mike White? That's fine if he was healthy. I, I get that. It makes you me get one final read. But Flacco. It, it just makes me feel like there's more going on. Yeah. Behind the scenes than then, hey, you know, sit down, read a book, you know, come back next year, kid. It feels like there's more than that. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get some answers soon. We'll see what they do. 877-337-6666. It's a busy Monday. Tiki and Tierney on the fan till 2. That it's Craig and Evan up after us. Your official station to talk Knicks. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Now, how depressing is this? So... I was scouring uh, social media during the commercial break here. I came across one of these, like, throwback NFL sites. You've been on a lot of those. I've seen you uh, some old runs on that stuff, right? So this was apparently from week 12 of the 1988 season. uh, And they had a... uh, 88? Yeah, yeah. Real old school. We're throwing it back. That was the that was the Redskins. They won the Super Bowl that year, right? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, what do you, what, I know the Dodgers won the World Series in '88. Whatever. And the Mets, you know, that, that was rough. <laughs> Mets should have won that. Mets, were much they definitely better. did. Redskins beat the Broncos. All right. And there's a picture. I guess it's taken from the TV of like a freeze frame of Joe Montana, mm-hmm. and it's got his numbers underneath his his you know his head, which is basically taking up the entire picture. And it says twelve weeks into the season. Joe Montana had a completion percentage of fifty nine point nine percent. Yep. Again, nineteen eighty eight. Different, different game. A hundred percent. No, no, no doubt. But listen to this. This is just utterly depressing. Now, fifty nine point nine percent, as as wretched as that sounds, was second best in the NFL at that point. Twelve weeks through. Who was number one? I don't know. It doesn't yeah. say through the nineteen eighty eight season. That's great. How about this though? Juxtaposed with twenty twenty two, one of thirty three qualifying quarterbacks had a lower completion percentage than the 59.9% that was illuminated in that screenshot of Joe Montana. Guess who it was? Uh, It was was Zach Wilson. Who do you think? Zach Wilson. Our guy. Of course it was. (laughs) So the the Redskins won the 88 Super Bowl, but that was the 87 season. Mm -hmm. The San Francisco 49ers, I guess they bring that up because that was the first of their back-to-backs. There you go. (laughs) Jerry Rice won the MVP that year, Joe Montana the second. Mm -hmm. Joe Montana had three MVPs. You kind of forget about that. Yeah, what was his best statistical? Do you have a stats in front of you? No, but I'm I'm just looking at the Super Bowl because I was looking up the Super Bowl with the one that we were at. Um, His best statistical season. Let let, let me just throw it before you. No, he never had 40. Did he even have – how many times did he have 30 touchdowns or more? Uh, Never. Uh, Probably not, right? He got close in 84 with 28. His MVP season, regular season – He threw 26, but only... This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Eight interceptions and completed 70% of his passes. Eight's not like three. I mean, eight's almost double digits yeah. there. Eh. Yeah, but he was MVP that year. Player of the year. MVP, yeah, and that, and they obviously won the Super Bowl that season. Wow, Joe had 16 picks the year before. Remember, he hurt his uh, his elbow. We missed the '91 season. Mm-hmm. Threw 16 picks that year, and then he had a lot of you know low teens, 12, yeah. uh, 12. Well, that's not yeah, it's not team. I mean, it's a, it's a different 13, game, so 13. it's hard to evaluate it through the metrics that we think of now. Yeah, because I mean, if you don't throw 30 touchdowns, yeah, yeah, for sure. Then, then who the hell are you? No, I right? hear you. <laughs> you get, I know. You, we're we're well, like you, Danny Jones. That's who you are. Yeah, you get ready to play a playoff game. That's who right. you are. You're Danny Dimes. Right, it's all that matters. That's right. Just win, baby. Seven hundred yards. That's just win, baby. (laughs) All right, out. Raiders. The Raiders. I mean, I was gonna say what? Like the Raiders. Like there are a lot of tortured fans. Now the Raiders. I don't want to hear about their. They got a sweet stadium. Yeah. You know they 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 went to a Super Bowl with Rich Gannon when he won the MVP. They and, won a bunch, you know, with Al Davis and obviously. But they've been uh, in like Plunkett. how many cities? At least Coach four. Flores. Uh, well, no, no, three, three. San Fran, Oakland, no, Oakland, L.A., and then oh, Las Vegas, obviously yeah. Las Vegas. It feels like they were in. Another. Was there a fourth? I mean, mate, I don't. Think oh, so. but they were back and forth. I yeah, back you. and gotcha, forth. Because gotcha. that's when Al Davis is funny. As gross as like you know the A Stadium, we always make fun of it. Yeah. Back in the day, it was actually thought to be pretty awesome. It's mm-hmm. called Mount Davis. Yeah. But then what Mount Davis did was because he to incentivize him to come back to Oakland uh, when they came back from L.A. They they built him suites in basically in center field, <laughs> which obstructs the Oakland Hills, which is actually beautiful. I've seen it with my own <laughs> eyes, but you don't see it on TV yeah, anymore. Yeah, but yeah. the also the old Coliseum, I guess, was. Was fairly beautiful. He had nice what, what, aesthetics. The, it, I was, was going to say if, but when the A's leave, mm-hmm. the Warriors are already gone. Yep. What's does that just get imploded? I would think that they do like they do. You know, whether it's the Kingdome, I know Seattle's still there, but they just they put the dynamite, and they blow it up, and then do and what? It. Just make it a scenic. <laughs> I was like, seriously, honestly, I, I don't know. I don't know what they do. I don't know. I mean, it, who, it is it is bad out there. It's horrendous. Yeah, because I remember because it was the same. It was the same trip we were on for the Super Bowl. It's one of the most depressing American cities. Yeah, I went to I went to a, a Warriors game. One of those. That, oh, yeah, that, I remember that, that same you met, trip. Who'd you meet? You met Steph, right? You were in the locker room yeah, after well, the game. I met Steve. 
Yeah, I was in the locker room, but I didn't see Steph, but I saw Steve Kerr. Mm-hmm. And he and he knew the difference between me and Ronde. He's like, Tiki. I'm like, how the hell do you know me? I've never met you before. Man of detail. <laughs> but I bet you I can tell who they played, and I bet you don't know who they played that I don't day. remember who they played. I think it was the Oklahoma City Thunder. I, it was. It definitely was. It definitely you was. You don't remember. It definitely I was. I do. Because it was KD versus... KD. Versus the team that he just came from. Uh, K-Dizzle. Good news on KD. I mean, could have been worse. I guess it could have been slightly better. Mm-hmm. So you tell me, just real quick, we'll get back to the calls. When you get the, the diagnosis that um, the you, MCL You, you kind sprained, of already know already. I know, right? but when you're going to be reevaluated in two weeks, meaning you're on ice for at least two, then the imaging has to spit back something favorable. He's not going to play for a month, I don't think. No, I don't think at so. Least. And, and honestly for him, because he's it's been him. The reason that the Brooklyn Nets went from whatever they were, like fifth or sixth, Whatever, through about a month, a little less than a month ago, to second, and the NBA and a half a game back back now from the uh, from the Boston Celtics in the East with the second best, actually, yeah, second best record in all of basketball is because of Kevin Durant, and so it sucks. And Jacques Vaughn, and Jacques Vaughn, but mostly on the court, it's been Kevin Durant. I'm not even taking into account the coaching, which is without question better than it was. But it, now, as as a player, there's there's a two step, there's a two thought process in your brain it's one man i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna enjoy and i need this rest grind but i hope that the rest of this team can hold on and now kyrie irving's got to hold his hold his his end of the bargain that's true that's what it comes down to for brooklyn nets he has been recently they're sitting stay there they're sitting right there they're just behind pole position and if kyrie can like all right kyrie we need you to score 40 some nights yeah if he can do that then this net team is has a real shot at the East. I really do believe it. I, I agree with that. You know what's amazing about Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant is, is one of the absolute greatest players of all time. Mm-hmm. We could quibble about, oh, we joined a team that beat him. I, I, okay, there's things Doesn't to criticize. I, I get that. Great score. End of the day, I think he's the best scorer in the history of the NBA. I'm on the record with that. Most unique, most um, impossible to stop, unguardable, just mm-hmm. incredible, right? So this year, well, his career field goal percentage is 49.8%, which is obviously very good. This year he's shooting 56%. (laughs) So as great as he's been all these years, I mean, he's five and a half, six percent, six percentage points better efficiency-wise than he's than he's been his whole career. I mean, look at his He has been great look this at his year. PER. What is it? 27. Well, that I mean, yeah. I'm sure he's had a year or two where he's been yeah, 30. Higher, yeah. I mean, 30, 31 is usually MVP. Because uh, he's not shooting. I mean, he's shooting 37% from downtown. Uh, I would actually think his PR is a little bit higher. Uh, but the well, point his best, being, his best ever was 29.8. So basically okay, 30. That okay. was 24, uh, 13.14, which is when he won the MVP. God, he's been so good, though. But uh, the one thing that I would say to, to counter you about Kyrie, even if Kyrie, you know, feels the pressure. Now, he's, listen, I mean, without Kevin Durant, I would think that his numbers would tumble a little bit. Not that they're going to lose 7 of 8, mm-hmm. but it's going to be more difficult, clearly. I, I, the Nets are kind of team. I don't care where they're seated. I don't care who they're playing. If Kevin Durant is healthy and Kyrie Irving has his head screwed on right, like he has now for a couple of months, and locked in and fully engaged to the team concept, the Nets could go anywhere and beat anybody. I'm not even worried about, like, oh, if they drop, what are they, two seed in the East, you said, second yeah, best record? Right okay, let's just say they have this, this crazy precipitous fall. They wind up six. So what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I still give a real good as, chance as long, to beat whoever they're as, playing. As long as he's healthy. Yep. As long as K, KD is healthy, when it comes down to being that team, 
they're going to be fine. And by the way, they're doing this without Ben. They don't care about Ben Simmons scoring at this point. It's What's like, his numbers? Just, just, I haven't really. I know he's. I'm just. I'm moments. just looking at his per. He's he's sub average right now. Per wise, his numbers are. Yeah. Uh, fifty nine percent field goal percentage. Even though he's not taking a ton of shots, seven seven uh, rebounds, six assists. Yep. Um, you know, doesn't has. I don't think he shot a three pointer. His free throw percentage. What's, what's is that? Garbage. What was it? Fifty four. Less forty one. Oh jeez, Chris Dudley territory. Forty one percent. That's just repulsive. Forty one percent. And he is averaging seven points a game, seven and a half. See Claxton, Claxton's air ball from the free throw yeah, line. He had to say, "Oh man, I don't know." How you, it's amazing these guys can do what they do. They can't shoot a free throw. It's just embarrassing. It is baffling, <laughs> very much so. But uh, listen, you know, want to see Durant get healthy? It's uh, he's he's a great. He's one of the all time greats. So you don't want to see anybody go down. Let it rip. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. All right, TK and Tierney back on the fan here. Got Cardinal Roberts coming up next at 2. And we'll take the baton, the celebratory baton for the G-Men, and the, uh, the sad... Baton of the uh, of the Jets, of course. You know, uh, Knicks are playing better. Knicks, are, let's see if they uh, they make the the cut. Let's there you go, make a little scratch here. Let's do that. Let's try to the Tiki and Tierney Daily Pick brought to you by Superbook Sports. Better odds, favorable prices by Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. And of course by Flag and Anthem. Real clothes, real life. Visit flagandanthem.com right now. Your New York Knicks. Seventh. That's nothing. Okay. Make it seem like a third seed. Getting a little worked up over the seventh seed there, Barber. Uh, but uh, the Knicks have kind of picked themselves off the map. They are very streaky. The Knicks have now won four straight games. I say, go New York, go New York, go. Back home, play the Bucks. Giannis. Now the Knicks are minus one. I, you know, I'd love to see them win the game, and I guess they could. I'm not touching that, though. I am going to take the over. The over-under tonight. Knicks and the Bucks, 221 and a half. Give me the over. 221 and a half. The Knicks and the Bucks. That would be so Listen, if the Knicks can win this game, let me see something. As much as it's, you know, seven seed, I understand. You know, it's not that huge. But now it works both ways because they're not that far removed from eight, nine, or ten. But right now the Knicks are... Two and a half games out of the five seed. It's not. It's not. It's not inconceivable. Like they're not going to penetrate Boston or the Nets unless the Nets really just crumble without mm-hmm. KD. But it's early enough. The Bucks. It's early enough in the season that two and a half games doesn't feel insurmountable to be yes. hosting. Not not. It's really. It'd be four and four games to be hosting a playoff game. The first yeah, round of yeah, the I, I agree with that. That's Cleveland. Now, Cleveland's a pretty good squad. Yeah, they're but. good. They are good. They're a good team. And Cleveland's a couple of games in front of them. I, you just wish, you know what? It, like, I remember when, I was a million years ago, when, like, Rick Pitino took over the Knicks, right? They really, they never lost at home. Like, I'd like to see the Knicks play better at the Garden. What are they here? 15 and 7? That's not, yeah. that's not horrible. I mean, it's, honestly, yeah, be, be, be fair. It's not hard. I, I, I am being fair. No, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. The Knicks are 10 and 10 okay, at home. Okay, that's bad. I knew that didn't sound right when I said that. 
Yeah, 10 and 10. And even if they were 15 and 7, I mean, out of 22 games, go, oh, 18 and 4 is a little crazy. <laughs> you know, give me 16 and 6. Uh, no, 10 and 10. Yeah, you know, just, it's a game, dude. What? I mean, you're like, you're nitpicking over a game. Well, listen, you got to start by defending home turf, right? Yeah. I mean, 10 and 10. And I think Nick fans know where I'm going. You j- they've lost too many games at the Garden. Yeah, but look at Some of which were the teams they're not supposed to lose well, to. Well, they lost to Dallas with Luka. And- yeah, but. They, but, yeah, but Okay, keep going. Dallas is not. It's not. A, I hear you. It's Luca, but that's about it's it. It's Luca and nobody else. Yeah. Who else? They're also the Bucks at yep. home. Yep. Memphis. They're pretty damn good. Yeah. Portland in overtime. I got to beat Portland. I hated Stop. that. Got to win. That was that was a bad one. That was an ugly one. I uh, think that was on a Sunday. That yeah. bothered me after a Jets game too. Yeah. yeah. No, it was a Friday. Oh my. Bad. That was that was what okay. bothered me going into the Jets game. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> I figured the Jets. Okay. See. Yeah. That was a bad one. Oh, they gave up a ton of points. Hundred forty-five points. That may have been a Sunday. That was a Sunday. Yeah, that was. That's that was what you're thinking one. of. That yeah. that one's ugly. Uh huh. And then the Celtics and uh-huh. the Hawks. They got beat though, and they were up big on the Hawks that game. Yeah, they collapsed. They were, they were up they, by 23 points yeah, that game. And they collapsed. That was kind of earlieish in the season. It was right? very early. Yeah, it's November second. Yeah, have a huge lead. I mean, they lost that many ah, come egregious. On. Ones. There's a couple of egregious ones. Well, that's what I'm saying. If there weren't, they'd have more. They wouldn't be 10 and 10. That's, that's what I'm right. saying. Have to be nineteen and one. <laughs> Let's get. Uh, you want a giant? You know, how about a Giants goal? Joe's up in the Bronx. What's going on, Joe? Good afternoon, Brandon and, and Tiki. What's up? Hey, let me tell you guys. You, you guys get home safe from work tonight, okay? In case I don't get a chance. Um, Thank you. I want a shout out. I want a shout out to Tiki. Man, I'm a, a lifelong Giant fan. Tiki, I'm ecstatic about the Giants. Oh, what how they've could you done. not be? I, it's 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 incredible. They've gone from worst to almost first in one season. And if the story that you guys broke broke oh, worst worst week, the playoffs, I'm not close to first, but worst the playoffs, which is great. From wor- if that story is is correct is right, what you guys broke last week, that's telling me that if those guys are that smart. If that coaching staff is that smart that they have such a, a, a thing on human nature in yeah. their first season as in, in a new team with a new coaching staff, that's it's looking it's looking bright. The future is looking bright. Yeah, well, so, it is because Brian right? Dable. He, well, he's had he's had so many experiences. I think that's that's what we can't discount about. Brian Dable. I mean, obviously, we all know about the Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator. I heard Boomer and Geo talking about his stint with Alabama, where he was there with Jalen Hurts. Hurts, yeah, right, yeah, and yeah. Um, and Mac Jones was obviously uh, no, was Mac there? Mac was probably young when he was there. He was Alabama, but Tua was was obviously coming up, and um, he has the the pedigree from the Belichick era, where he coached tight ends, and then Kansas City. Like he's he's been so many places and been on a grind for so many years that he has all of these experiences on how to handle different personalities. It's not like he was just in one system with one way of doing things for, you know, 15 years. He's seen it all from yep. college to, you know, taskmasters like Belichick in the NFL mm-hmm. to a, a more a player-friendly coach with Sean McDermott, even though he's hard, but a player-friendly coach with Sean McDermott up in Buffalo. Like, he's seen everything. Um, and so you then – I guess absorb all of that and become yourself, and it, it's working. It really, I mean, it's these guys respond to him. Even Kenny Galladay, we had the call earlier, and Kenny Galladay, when you talk to him early in the season, like it wasn't like he. And we talked to Julian Love about this. It's not like he's pouting over on the sideline, you know, screaming and yelling, undermining everybody. Just kind of like 
I'm working as hard as I can. It's just not good enough, and it's, I'm, I'm just, it's just not right for me right now. But as soon as he gets in, takes advantage of his opportunity, scores a big touchdown, uh, only for those who are gambling on the game because they helped the cover. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Dable's right there embracing him. Uh, like he's, it's just, he's got his pulse on everybody. Love him. Even the guy who's an afterthought. Think about that. Kenny Galladay's an afterthought. Yeah. Brian Dable has his pulse on Kenny Galladay. Yep. I mean, you think about the the path for NBA coaches, not not all of them, clearly, but, you know, nowadays you can hang up your Nikes and you can be coaching an NBA team the next year. Uh, Easily. And, and it happens. And it's oftentimes desirable for organizations. Uh-huh. In baseball, you know, a lot of catchers hang them up and it's not like they're grinding in high A ball. Some do, mm-hmm. but there's there's a more direct path to the top spot, top top perch in, in a dugout. That doesn't happen in the NFL. No. And uh, it's worth repeating because, I mean, it, there is. I mean, is, is Dan Campbell the only one? Uh, I'm, I, he's, on, he's a very short list. Very short list. That had a significant. Yeah, but Dan sig- Campbell was also, you know, he filled in. Didn't he fill in when Coach Sperano died? He did. He right? definitely did. He did. He was in Miami. He yeah. was the interim coach out of Miami for a little bit. Yeah, he was grinding a little bit. And then he, and then he went to Sean Payton. But I'm saying a professional athlete that had a pretty successful career mm-hmm. in the NFL that's, oh, now, that's now a head coach. Because Dan won a Super Bowl, right, with New Orleans? You mean now or ever? I mean, Raymond Barry was a great, re- no, great I mean, wide receiver. I mean, I mean currently. Pa- uh, I mean, it sounds right. I'd have to double-check that. It sounds right. We could be missing somebody. Yeah. But, I mean, you want to talk about grinding. Dayball was at William & Mary as a volunteer assistant. Mm-hmm. He was at Michigan State as a graduate assistant. He was with the Pats, and you know that he was just great. He was probably working 20 <laughs> oh, hours a day for that straight, lunatic. Straight Dubois uh, with Bill at that point. Uh-huh. <laughs> do this, do that. Defensive assistant. Then he moves up to the wide receivers coach. Then he comes to the Jets for the QB coach. Then he goes to the Browns as the OC. Then he's with the Dolphins. Then he's with the Chiefs. Then he's with the Pats with the tight ends. Then he's at Bama. Then he's with the Bills. And finally gets his chance. And Teague, you're right. You said this the other day. He kind of projects youthfully. He's not young. No. And not young. No. No, it's not like Coughlin, like in his 60s or whatever. He's not like, he's not old, but he's not young. Yeah. And so much respect for the grind. I mean, he's not old because he's my age, but. Yeah, but he's, we're not young. Yeah. We're not old. We're not young. He's actually born exactly a week after me. Ah. By the way, what's it going to take for the Giants to do for you to throw out a little congratulatory tweet? I mean, <laughs> can you tweet out, nice job by my Giants making the play? If they beat the Vikings, do you at least give them a little props on social media? Yeah, I mean, I mean what's it going to take? I wasn't motivated after, you know, watching nobody play last week, <laughs> even though even though Davis Webb uh, did all right, especially in the second half. Let's uh, see. This is the annual Tiki tweet check. Let's see. Retweet Superbook. He's getting paid. No dummy. <laughs> the next one. Superbook getting paid, no doubt. No, there's a Rondé retweet. A little prop getting there. January I don't think 4th. I re- I don't know if I retweet a lot, but I end up liking a lot. I like my boy Chip Roy. They finally got that thing solved over in the house. Oh, let's see. Let's go to Tiki's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Let's go to Tiki's likes. Let's see. Uh, yep, Chip Roy. Uh, Demar Hamlin, awesome. Sportsbook Colorado, Superbook Colorado. Mm-hmm. Rondé Hall of Fame. Superbook. <laughs> Uh, Chip Roy, again, yeah. Chip was my RA, by the way. Yeah, that's that's right. He's got drunk with Chip. That's the first time he got drunk. First time I ever got drunk in my life. Chip busted out the keg. Pony keg. Oh, nice. Snuck it in. What did we grew up there? Now he represents some district in in the House of Representatives. It is amazing. God almighty. It's so different. I mean, listen, I mean, I shouldn't say this, but who cares? So the first time the Tiki drank was in college with his RA. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Now, admit no, me, first I, time I drank, well, you, you know the story. That you got, well, that's true. You was... see him at the prom, which is even, I was trying not to tell that story. We got a little street cred, whatever street cred we have. No, I didn't, because my girlfriend like, ripped, the new, ripped me a new one. Hey, you're going to be a football star. I can't have you derail your career. Give me that Zima. You're going to ruin your money. life. No, this quote was, you're going to ruin your life. You're going to ruin your life. <laughs> oh, jeez. Contrast that to what we were passing around and hanging out with at our junior prom. Oh, man. Jeez. What a difference. So the first time he got drunk was in college. God bless you. The first time, and again, uh, I don't condone this, and if I, I, I don't, I, have, I really don't. We went into my parents' refrigerator in the sixth grade. Sixth grade? And grabbed like two or three bottles. Oh, I only had a sip or two. I don't know. Dude. It was Brooklyn. It could Ladies. not, it could not, not have tasted good. There's I, no way that tasted good. No, it was terrible. But the worst part <laughs> is that we had a summer league basketball game that night. Okay. And my dad was the coach because he coached our CYO team. Yes. And he smelled it. And we all. Oh, oh that was it. That was oh, a wrap. That was, yeah, that was a wrap. He got pissed. <laughs> he got pissed. He got pissed. Not different times, obviously. That is not good. No. I would not uh, suggest that. Hoff, how old were you? First did, time you started banging a few we, back. How did we get to this from Brian Dable? Chip Roy. <laughs> oh, yes. The, the likes. That's right. First time. Plus, I think Dable could fire a few back, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I think... First time you drank and first time you were hammered. <laughs> Hammered was like probably 14, 15 years yeah, old. Yeah, I mean, it was different where we grew up. It is what it is. Yes. First time you had a sip? No, I mean, probably, like with grandma on Christmas like, Eve or a sip of champagne? Like, probably 13. Yeah. Probably 13 around that time. Mm. Yeah. But definitely hammered like 14, 15. It's so not good. That's wow. young. And, you know, I, I I think kids. Don't even ask Dove. Dove hasn't uh, been drunk I might yet. waste my time asking him. <laughs> I think that. Uh, I don't think kids go for the booze at 13. 16? I think 16. Yeah, oh, what the hell? Hey, you. <laughs> you cavalier renegade. What was it on? What? Give us some circumstances, Dovey. It was Purim. I know what Purim uh, is. Yes. Okay. High school. Yeah. And I threw up all over my principal's shoes. No, did you, you really? How much yeah. did you drink? Dude, Dove was more gangster than all of us. <laughs> how much did you drink, Dove? Seriously, how much did you I drink? I don't know. A bottle? It, was, it was a long time ago. Where did you drink? Was it at a dance? Was it, it a was, school function? It was function? a Purim party. It was a high school Purim party, actually, okay. in my old elementary school. Co co-ed, I'm assuming? No, just just I got boys. you, okay. I got you. And I go into the like washroom area to, yeah. to throw up. Ugh. And the principal says to me, Don't do it. Don't throw up in that sink. So uh. I turn to throw up over his shoes. Uh. Uh. Good. That's what he gets. You were actually trying to be responsible. <laughs> Try to you find the sink. You Why did he did not want you to throw up in the sink? Because he had to clean it out of the sink, I assume, because oh, it wasn't like geez. Oh yeah, I see. That's not like a drain. Like you have it like a like the the drain where it Churns everything up. Well, people uh, like throw up chunks. But, of but food a lot of too, things the principal asked for that I didn't get either. So. Nice. Nice. I can't. I Dope. can't. 16 of Perm. I can't I prove it. this yet because uh, I still my, my my kids a little, little. But I feel like, you know, like back in the day, it was more a couple of beers, whatever, reach into the parents' uh, liquor cab. Again, not condoning this. But now I think the kids go for the vape first. I feel like, mm. off, is that a. Yeah, vape, the, vape's definitely going to be an issue. I feel like that's kind of the first thing that, I know that's that's a large stereotype, but don't you think that that's kind of superseded drinking? I think the vape is like taking over anything Cause it's along easy. those lines. Yeah, it's easy. It's, yeah. It's like, is it still easy? I thought they cracked down on it. Well, I'm sure they did, but if you have it, it's easy to get away with doing it. Yeah, because you, you don't have to smell like it. Yeah. You're not going to be stammering and, you know, walk inside. Well, you might be. 
And and not for nothing, again, vape has taken over cigarette smoking because everyone 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 is doing it now. Vaping. I know. So it's I like know. That cool is thing. not good. That that is yeah, definitely real things we got to worry about as parents. Not cool. What's up, Ben? Yeah. No, I just I just saw something that was interesting. Carl Lawson. Yeah. He had a, uh, was expected to miss a chunk of time because of uh, he needed a second surgery. To, for his Achilles and stuff like that. What? They, 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 he, they tweaked something during rehab, and he was supposed to miss a chunk of time, and he played all 17 games. So if there's something positive to take oh, away from you. the Jets' season. Nah, he's not as good as I thought he'd be. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, oh no, he's pretty much the guy they signed from Cincy. Good. But they signed him to, I think, be a little bit better, but he's the least of their problems. Although with the money that he's making, they might have to restructure that. Despite, <laughs> hey, nice job, Carl. Gamely, uh... Soldiering on. Now we're going to take thirteen million bucks out of your pocket. That's the NFL for you. Good job, buddy. Yeah, we drafted a guy above you to, to take the call. <laughs> That's what happens. That's what happens. What happens. <laughs> All right, take a job by you Giants. Appreciate you, brother. Good job by the G-Men. Back where they belong. Carton Roberts next. We'll see you tomorrow at ten. Have a great day. Bye bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.